0: All right, it is that time once again. Let's hit the books, part of the Hammer Betting Network alongside the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Joey Kanish, spouting the headgear there, getting ready for the college football playoffs. And uh, might be a chance for Michigan not only to win a playoff game, but a legitimate shot at winning it all for the Wolverines. Before I get into that, though, remember – Hit the books on the Hammer Betting Network is powered by Circus Sports. You can bet like the pros with the world's largest sports book right at your fingertips. It's Circus Sports. Experience big app bets with the highest betting limits, better money line splits with the lowest hold percentage, the best customer service and more. It's sports betting on the go. It's never been better. Now you can download, fund, bet like a pro from anywhere in Nevada. Get your new bookie today at CircusSports.com. Kinish. Love the hat. I mean, I mean, unbelievable. Love the hat. Big
1: Ten champions, baby. I'm I'm ready to get out. Hey, let me out there. Let me let me out there. Give, give me a shout on special teams. I'm ready out there. Jim Harbaugh. As Nick Saban has drifted into the sunset. The best coach in the country. The best program in the country. Your Michigan Wolverines, <laughs> Mister Powers. How does it feel to be seeing a new dynasty, baby? We're ready to go.
0: Well, you know, a dynasty that's won a half a national title since 1949.
1: Uh, we got another one coming up.
0: Yeah. and We'll see. You got to do it first, buddy. Uh, I like your chances against TCU. Uh, you know, newsflash there. Uh, I, I do think you, you'll overmatch the Horn Frogs. We'll see. Once it comes championship game, uh, Got an, you got a better chance than last year. I'll put it that way. Uh, before we talk college football playoffs, as we always do on this show, hit the books, we always look back to what we just saw, any key takeaways, look at the futures markets, and then we'll talk the the, the big final four here, plus some other bowl games. Plus we'll talk some other college football news. News Newsflash, uh, Transfer Portal, open today. And,
1: a couple uh, guys
0: have jumped in there. <laughs> yeah, just a few. Just a few. I mean, a lot. A lot of quarterbacks, a lot of big-name quarterbacks already in the transfer portal. Kanish, though, let's go back to last weekend. You know I'm going to start off with the Pac-12 title game uh, last Friday night. Utah dominates UFC in the second half, and I happened to be doing a live show at that time, a halftime show, and you could see it. I mean, the momentum completely changed at the end of the second quarter, and it was good night, Irene, for the Trojans and their chances to get to the playoff. A little bit of a missed opportunity because I would have liked – sc in the playoff uh because i think georgia would have absolutely annihilated them and i think we would have gotten a decent price on on that game had usc you know qualified but good night uh as far as the playoff chances but i still think as far as the heisman because i can't even find a bet at most places caleb williams folks is your heisman winner still even though he came up short and, and gimpy in the game last week
1: yeah no doubt uh i mean i think the door was open if, if someone would have been there to walk in the door uh but there was were, there were, there were nobody on the same block there to win the yeah. so and uh, listen i think you know and i know utah you know second half from that but the entire usc game script the entire season to win was caleb williams and once he popped that i uh, you know during that um that that big run he had that he, he just was a little gassed but no it looked like he pops the hammy and then he's a totally different guy and USC with a 50% Caleb Williams is, is, you know, a, a six win team, not a, not a 10, 11 win team. So I think you saw there that um, he didn't have it. He, he couldn't carry them in the second half and, and the defense started fading away. So uh, yeah, obviously, I think it plays out differently if uh, I mean, especially cause he goes down on that run. Uh, they, they, I mean, they had a chance there to go up 21, three, be on the way, and then it all fell away from him. So yeah, he should still win the Heisman, um, but I agree with you. I, w- I would have liked to to see USC in the playoff instead of uh, you know the team that backed in the cowards that backed <laughs> into the fourth spot. Uh, but hey, uh, you know, they just uh, you give give credit to Utah. I thought, I mean, I didn't say it. for a number of this season. I thought I thought it was a you know a down year for this Utah team, but they won the right games. They got in, and then uh, you know that second half was all them.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Utah is going back to the Rose Bowl, back-to-back years. Very intriguing, Rose Bowl. Two teams that probably want to be there for a change, <laughs> unlike that uh, program uh, that you mentioned uh, that backdoored in, into the playoffs. It didn't They were too good for the Rose Bowl. They, had, they, had, they wanted to go to the Orange Bowl. Uh, let's talk another one, Big 12 championship game. Obviously, you see quote-unquote upset, although Kansas State, close favorite. I mean, it wasn't that big of an upset. Obviously, Kansas State's sharp play. Sharp betters get rewarded with an outright upset win. TCU finally loses a close game. Although I'll say this, I was still, you know, I, I know they lost for the first time this season, but you, you got to give credit to TCU and Max Duggan for gutting it out. I mean, they, they, they were up to the challenge there. Kansas State's a very gutty team. Uh, if you don't believe us, look at that point spread in the Sugar Bowl against Alabama. Uh, I think it's more the fact that Alabama's going to be sitting out players. But uh, still, I mean, I, I think for TCU to drop out, they had to get annihilated. Uh, for there even to be a question mark, I should say, uh, the, the fact that they lost in overtime, uh, obviously they're still in the playoffs. Uh, although, Sonny Dykes leaves yet another questionable decision. I mean, come on. I, I know the refs probably screwed him. They probably scored on that one play there with the running back. Yeah. Inside the one-yard line, Max Duggan is an absolute warrior. If your quarterback sneak it, man. You get somebody behind him, push, push him into the end zone. And you don't—I don't know why you're turning around and handing it off. I just don't get it. Two-yard line, do whatever you want. Inside the one-yard line, no, it's quarterback sneak. So, uh, questionable decision. Uh, he got—you know—I thought it was a questionable decision with the fire drill at the end of, of the Baylor game. He somehow overcame that. This one, he didn't. So, uh, <laughs> uh, he's going to need that. He's going to need better decisions and more uh, up against your Wolverines coming up uh, on New Year's Eve.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I thought I agree. I thought he got in on third down. Uh, you can talk about whether, you know, hindsight 2020, uh, you know, on the, on the fourth down call there. Um, I agree. I, I don't know why anybody ever doesn't sneak it when it's less than a yard at any point in the field. I know. Um, but hey, I mean, as you said, they, they did it. This was just so many teams have fallen off the wayside in the last week or two that uh, really uh, it's hard to argue for them not to be three. However, As we, you know, just speaking here, there's uh, our our friends at Circus Sports were a little bit more bullish on TCU in the market, and now uh, they they've got the only flat seven trading uh, in the market. So they open lower than the market. The market was nine and a half. They came in eight and a half. Uh, Now, I mean, they're taking they're taking sixty k. Nobody else is taking. I think more than ten or twenty. And they're at a flat seven. So. Um, I will say class
0: seven. I'm betting Michigan. I, mean,
1: I'm, I was gonna say I'm about a half point, a half point away. But even I, I, I tend to agree with you. I, I lean Michigan now at, at the touchdown. Um, but if if this keeps, if this wants to keep going, I uh, I don't mind that. I didn't think I was gonna have a. I thought this would trade between seven and a half and nine, nine and a half, basically the whole time until the game. But um, apparently not.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm a little surprised by it. Uh, it's certainly i mean we'll, we'll talk about it right now tcu michigan i think it's a lay seven take ten so i i was okay with what it opened up at i didn't bet it i'm a guy likes to bet i like action did not bet the, the side really uh on tcu michigan very fair number i think I'm, my pure power is like 8.2 so uh yeah i mean am i running to bet seven as we're doing the show right now no i mean i'll see if there's just an extra tick out there i know the market likes to that copy and sometimes they overcorrect themselves a little bit. So I'll see, but I'm a little surprised by it. Uh, I just uh, TCU's run defense. I don't think can hold up at the point of attack. I know Blake Horton's out, but Donovan Edwards, JJ uh, McCarthy's playing extremely confident. Uh, I, I just don't see a great pathway here for TCU. I, re- I really don't. So uh, yeah, I, I'm surprised at that move there. Let's talk a couple more championship games, but before we talk all these uh, bowl games and playoff games, uh, the other championship game, I, there's probably not much to talk here, SEC championship. I'll give kudos to you. Uh, you said Georgia would smash LSU. They did. Uh, LSU trying to get back into it via the airways, almost came up with a back door. Obviously, I thought the key play uh, of the game being, uh, you know, the, the block right off the bat. I mean, end of the first quarter, a block field goal return for a touchdown uh, on kind of a broken play there, a heads-up play by Georgia. Uh, and, you know, got, got a nice 10 points there and uh yeah it was uh a run away from that point at least in the first half so georgia like you said Kanish crushes brian the fighting brian kelly's
1: yeah and i don't i mean let i i as a man that likes to be you know i i'm not a, you know, i don't mind taking a little victory lap here and there however i will say this game i mean there was some positive variance there if if you're a georgia better as i was or a georgia fan um i was surprised in this game how well Jaden daniels win the first half even on a bum hit. i mean I, I think part of the the cap there last week was i didn't think was ankle was going to be hard the first time he got hit on it he was limping but he was still i mean he was throwing darts all over the field and then nussmeyer comes in second half and he's throwing it all over the park uh, and i know lsu's got great receivers um and, and they were i was surprised how well and how questionable georgia's just past defense looked in that game which might play into a little play uh, i've already bet uh, for for one of the playoff games there but um yeah um i, I guess the georgia defense uh, surprised me a little bit uh that they that they're they're just general lack of i, I mean the yardage that lsu was able to rack up uh, you know on the indoor track there was surprised me a little bit with a hobbled daniels and a backup quarterback but um yeah lsu LSU's defense didn't uh, didn't bring much to the party there uh, in terms of getting any stops. So then, as you said, as soon as the fake field goal, you had a bad turnover by LSU, and then then they were really up against it.
0: Certainly. Uh, not surprised. Brian Kelly in a big game coming up short, at least <laughs> at the start. Not ready to play. Special teams playing a role there. Uh, one more Big Ten championship game. Uh, one more championship game, I should say. Big Ten championship. Uh, Michigan. Struggles, not surprised with that. Purdue, you know, the feisty team. It uh, gives Michigan, you know, all they can handle uh, as far as the point spread. And then Jim Harbaugh does what he does, uh, at least what he almost seems like he's aware of it now uh, this season. He went for the point spread instead of taking a knee. Michigan <laughs> goes in, gets a touchdown. The only time they're covering at any point during the entire game is the final minute there. So uh, I actually had bet Purdue plus 17. And I was a loser, unlike Kanish, who, you know, had his biggest bet of his life uh, on the Wolverines.
1: I <laughs> there? The, I, you know what? I, I had some uh, Michigan Conference fusers, but I took some Purdue lot. Like, it was around – it got up to, like, 18 and a half there live at one point. So, I, I fired on some Purdue. I mean, I thought they – for for three quarters, I thought Jeff Brom was, was pitching a masterclass here in terms of game planning, in terms of aggressiveness, in terms of game management. Aidan O'Connell is a Purdue team that does not have a lot of elite talent, almost none, to be honest with you. And they were they were rolling with Michigan, especially in the first half. And then in the third, in the fourth quarter. he he starts i mean the some of the fourth down decisions Some of like when the game is multiple scores they're handing it off five or six times in a row There, like it's kind of like he went into uh you know uh, let's just make this i I honestly don't know like because he was in full-on like yolo mode for for a good portion of that game and they i love that that fake i
0: I never seen that
1: I was all I was great I he had some great calls there uh, Chuck Sizzle was going to, and then O'Connell I thought was playing great but then you know in the second half uh, the defense started to started to get leaky and then they just yeah, I don't know they made some conservative decisions that that I didn't that if you really want to win the game you don't make those decisions you might lose by more than yeah. you know that but if you want to try and win as and an underdog uh, you've, you've got to be more aggressive than that and they didn't and then they don't end up even covering after, after all that so
0: I will say this it will not be the last time we talk about Mr. Brom on this show today Uh I'm going to give you a possible best bet Boiler and, up? Yeah and uh we'll see what your reaction is to it maybe a little bit of inside info uh,
1: oh. oh yeah so,
0: yeah so uh let, let's talk uh, – was there any other conference championship games? Uh, you know I, I didn't even talk about it. I mean, because, you know, I'm just uh, yeah, accustomed to winning, uh, quote-unquote. Uh, Fresno State was a nice call by us, to say the least. Uh, I'm glad, that was one we agreed on. We came to the end of the show. It was the last conference championship game that we did, and we just so happened to have an outright easy winner. Uh, pretty much, you know, start to finish. Didn't have to worry too much about that one. Fresno State, was there any other conference championship games that, that, that caught your eye?
1: No, I thought, for, you know, Fred, though, we got a little bit, it was kind of a little bit of a Georgia scenario there. They were getting uh, kind of outplayed for the first half, got it, got a, uh, you know, a punt return, got a, uh, you know, a big interception there. And I thought, for, what we talked about in the cap of that one was like, could Tanner Green, like, could he beat you through the air? They, they basically, they played the RPO well, uh, and yeah. he wasn't able to. And Boise's quarterback play wasn't able to beat you. And Hayner, once again, the first half, he struggled a little bit. Second half, got warmed up. Uh, and then, then it was kind of smooth sailing from there. Um, I, I really, you know what, I, I, I was surprised. That some of the, the Motor City madness here, um, what a slog fest. Like, uh, the matching <laughs> games that are, like, in the 70s. And you got TCU, and it was just a complete, like, you know, like seventeen-seven. 7 um, I thought it was deserved. You know, that that Ohio injury, you know, that, that Curtis Rourke um they they just could you can't lose a quarterback like that in the MAC uh, and yeah. you know go on. I thought Ohio with Rourke was a better team. They lose them and then they can't produce anything there. Um, so that was a go. And what is it set up? The Motor City Bowl, baby, <laughs> with Mister Powers as Bowling Green, New Mexico State. Uh, I tell you what, I I mean I know you can't wait for that one. I heard rumors that you're flying in to be on the sideline for Bowling Green. Uh, I mean, tickets already flying off the shelf here. Uh, Going to be a very exciting time here, uh, Christmas time here uh, in Detroit.
0: I am flying that way, uh, but not for that game. Uh, so, <laughs> no, I, I will be in your neck of the woods come January 1st. There's a state that's opening up. And I just happen to have some friends and family in that state that we got to we, get, we gotta get them situated. Let's just put it that way. There you uh, go. As far as it counts. <laughs> so, and uh, obviously, it's one of the last days of college football in the year. So we'll, we'll see if we can take advantage uh, and get after some people there in that neck of the woods. Uh, and as far as a, a couple other games, uh, briefly mentioned, you mentioned the Mac. I, I agree with you. A little surprised it was that low scoring. You know, Toledo, I mean... They should win the MAC almost every year based on their talent. So I mean, I'm not that surprised in that regard. I'm just how they get there is ridiculous. That should have been a 10 or 11 win team. Conference USA championship game, not necessarily a big surprise there. You were on the over. Kudos to you for that one. That that came home for you there. Uh, UTSA gets a win and cover. North Texas fires their coach. Uh, what, after the game,
1: what does North Texas think to Alabama? Like they get to the yeah. conference title game? I thought South Latrell's a guy who was like lined up for the Kansas State job a few years ago, and uh, he I, was. I fire him after he, he he gets you to the. And I will say, like. I get to. I, don't, I mean, I try and consume a ton, as men, much college football I can. I don't watch a ton of CUSA, to be honest with you. It's one of those conferences that usually doesn't make the – you're watching that game, and you look at, like, the talent U- and the athletes and the side UTSA has for North Texas. Great call. doesn't even, they don't even look like they're in the same conference. Like, what, what, what do you want the guy to do? So, yeah, I don't know. I think North Texas, they spent some money on a facility, and then and now they want to be, uh, I, don't, I don't know, a leap Yeah, I, I – I would have not I, 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 I'm all for changing coaches when you're not but uh, I don't I did not agree with that one.
0: They are heading to a new conference the American uh, both programs are maybe they feel like they, they needed to change to step up. Uh, you were right. I mean, very sharp by you. I totally agree and that was my assessment to watching the game. UTSA looked like I mean it's almost like a power five team playing a group of five type team. I mean a lower level power five but I mean I Jeff trailer the head coach, at utsa i mean stunned that i mean he'll probably be there next year but i can't imagine him being there much longer at utsa he's a legitimate coach and he's recruited well he's built a team back-to-back conference usa championship games
1: One uh, loss championship wins and it was a game they basically gave uh, they, they, they like took a bye week before last year's conference title so uh yeah
0: like, would have went on beating last year
1: yeah so, I mean, what a – yeah, the insane, insane job there to had a program that was not – before he got there was not, was not a renowned football program.
0: Yeah, it would be interesting to see what they do in, in the American. Uh, the American went for – I mean, obviously loses a couple of the flagship programs there, Cincinnati, UCF, uh, and, and Houston. But uh, they welcomed in some of the dregs of Conference USA. They went for major markets. But I think UTSA is very – much more capable of competing in the conference than, than North Texas. So, right. uh, that's something – and you and I be talking about this. I'll tell you, with all the conference realignment, there's some FCS schools jumping up to the FBS. I mean, this offseason is going to be something else. I mean, it's going to require – you can't flip on the script on August the 15th and say, oh, I'm going to prep for college football for a couple weeks before the season starts. It's going to require a lot more time than that to, to be on the up and up. I'll put it that way. Uh, one final one for me, uh, Sunbelt. That line, I mean, hindsight's always twenty twenty. 20 I mean, the market was all over Coastal because of Grayson McCall, and he I guess he's the most valuable player in the history of college football, uh, even when he's not 100% healthy. I, I mean, I just thought with Chadwell, one foot out the door, Troy, I mean, an underrated team that probably, you know, obviously should have entered the game with 11 straight wins because they lost on a Hail Mary to App State just defensively and, and just buttoned up. They're at home. They're excited. I mean – I rebet it after the move after it crossed through seven. I just wish I bet more. I mean, it was a, a decent sized bet for me. I just wish it was my biggest bet of the year. I mean, it's thirty-one nothing in the second quarter. I mean, did you get involved? Did you play some coastal before you know and be a part of that big line move, or did you play back some Troy?
1: Yeah, you know, I play, again, it was one of those, went for the, you know, I got a word, obviously, we got some early word that McCall was going to play, so about some Coastal, came back, and some Troy. Uh, obviously not too close to in the middle there as uh, Troy, absolute, <laughs> absolute burial, um, and, and give him, I mean, give give Troy credit. I, I wish uh, wish we could have seen a round two Troy-South Bama for the title instead of that, uh, you know, corpse of the Coastal team that was left by the end of the season. Oh, James with Madison. Yeah. Oh, right. No, no, for sure. For sure. Um, cause as you said, there, like McCall definitely wasn't healthy. Chadwell out, by a word on the street now is, is coastal. Uh, a, a lot of those guys are going to be, you know, going to be gone. So, uh, I think a team that I'll, I'll be fading, uh, in both season, uh, yeah, even though, uh, one more, one more trip on the Holt Naylor's express before he's in, in the XFL Agreed. or something. Uh, so yeah, I'll be on some East Carolina there. Uh, and then uh, that hopefully I don't, I never have to think about Holt Eagles after that, but that was one of the early bowl plays was, I, I think this coastal team is definitely a bowl season fade.
0: And full disclosure, as we're doing this show, our old friends at circus sports are releasing yeah. <laughs> the bowl lines, markets moving. If I see some distraction <laughs> along the way a little bit here, it's cause I'm betting I'm looking. Cause obviously the market reacts to everything they put up. Uh, And they, kudos to Circa, they have different opinions on games, to say the least, uh, on a few of these. Toledo Liberty, they just opened Toledo 5. market was like, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's interesting, to to say the least. Uh, Let's talk bowl games. Let's just start getting right into them. I mean, I'll start with the playoff games. Uh, We kind of talked Michigan-TCU. I mentioned it. I would lean right now Michigan-7. Definite bet at 6.5. I'm just not sure that we're going to see it. Uh, but right now, I would say Michigan minus seven at circa. I'm not look, I we love our people at circa, but I'm, I'm not scared. I'll lay the seven when the whole entire rest of the market's laying seven and a half, eight. So I'm okay with that. Uh, that you gave your thoughts on that one. What I'm really interested in though, Kanish, is your thoughts on the other game, right? One of the better, at least on paper, semifinal matchups that we've had in the college football playoff era. I'm anxious to know if you were part of the Ohio State plus seven money yesterday. A lot of sevens out there. I can tell you that I am a part of that. I took plus seven with the Buckeyes. That was my biggest bet yesterday was taking plus seven. You're telling me I'm an idiot, right?
1: No, no, I'm with you, baby. It's it's, a hit the books uh, double. I don't know if there is a there might be one or two straggling sevens still out there. Um, But for the most part, it moved to six and a half. I agree. I, I agree. It does look like uh, a, uh, a uh, Yo Vada on, on the strip. Uh, it might have a seven still, depending on where you chop. But, I, I mean, listen, in a vacuum, let's go back to the last week of the regular season before Ohio State, uh, you know, get, gets plays. a. What is Ohio State-Georgia on a neutral before the Michigan-Ohio State game? Three, three and a half, at most four? And yep. now, uh, you know, and again, I, I, I just like some of the fact, like Ohio State getting embarrassed at home. I yep. kind of like that, that, that like refocus, you know, it's a program that that under Ryan Day and getting a little gets a little bit of, a, you know, big in there. Rich, I think there was was maybe a little bit. Uh, it just needed something like that to, to kind of refocus everybody. Um and it's a Georgia team that we just saw indoor track against a team that has an elite wide receiver unit. Not not even as good as the wide receiver unit that they're about to play here in the Buckeyes. Tossed it all over the place with a quarterback that's not as good as the one that they're about to play in C.J. Stroud. So I think this Georgia team can be passed on. Uh, I lo- I like getting Ohio State here after after getting the home loss and embarrassment. I think they're live. I think they're live here. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if. If George is off, I, 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 it'll be interesting to see what Jim Knowles does. That that to me is is the what can Ohio State do on defense? Uh, they, you know, they've got some pass rushers that should be able to get after Benson. Yeah, I like I like plus seven minus one twenty. I think it's fine. Uh, I think this is one that closes five and a half. You know, I, I thought five five and a half was a better line. Uh, gladly took the touchdown and and I would expect this to keep keep coming down a bit. Um, do you it, you
0: you think it will? I would, I would say, you know, to me, I think five and a half or
1: six, uh, you know, could could be the closer there. Uh, Again, I I actually didn't expect to see you know a flat seven one ten, so was happy to see that. And I I think you can't get focused on like the Michigan. I mean, Michigan has made that game their priority for two years straight. Has made has specific matchups, specific stuff they hold back for that game, Um, and a lot of stuff that that wasn't on tape. I don't, you know, like, it, to me it made Ohio State look significantly worse than they actually are, um, and I, I just, again, you're, you're getting a line that, that after one result is, is now three, four points higher than it would have been, uh, you know, two weeks ago, so, yeah, I agree with you, Buckeyes at seven was the play.
0: Absolutely. And let's, you know, obviously it was a bad final score against Michigan, but in a game that's that bad, they're still up at halftime at Ohio State. And it was, it really got away from in the final 10 minutes, really, you know, of the game. So I agree with you there. Any thoughts? First, I'll go to Tripp, Uh, And I also want to know if you did this. I did as well. Ohio State, 20-1 to 1, after they lost to Michigan. Did you take part in that. I mean, I, I have 12 to one, 14 to one, 20 to one, five to one preseason. So I hate to do this to you, Kanish, but I am, I am a Buckeye fan the next (laughs) couple of games.
1: I (laughs) I had a, you know, I I bet some early early like eight to one that was out there early and a lot of it preseason. So I wasn't exactly looking to to add too much exposure to a team that that might've not even made it, but I agree. I know some, there was, I think, Caesars at one point came back at like fifty uh, after the Michigan loss. So fifty, yeah, yeah. I think they was for a moment there. I
0: think oh, they, okay. after the Michigan, like right
1: after they they were fifty, and then uh, you know there's some twenty five and twenty. As you said, you got some teens. So yeah, that that obviously looks uh looks And I, and I agree with you. I think they're live. I think they're live to win this game. So you know, like talent roster to roster, they're not much different between Ohio State and Georgia. Um, so. Yeah, I think yeah, obviously a great bet there uh, if you got it. Um, and, and then I, and I think I think they can win. I mean, listen, I, I know people are going to be be down on them after one performance, but uh, they obviously got the talent to win it all. And now coming off the the salty, and I think we I think we could see an all Big Ten, uh, Big Ten natty rematch.
0: That would be. I'd be anxious to see what the ratings would be for for uh, Ohio State Michigan national championship. Uh, Total thoughts. Did you go over the total? I I like the over in the Ohio State-Georgia game. I think I still question Ohio State's defense. I mean, Michigan's run on them. I think Georgia can run on them. Uh, And and we saw you know Penn State even have success uh, on Ohio State's defense. But then also, I think Ohio State's pass offense is going to get after Georgia a little bit. We just saw LSU do that. I know Georgia shut down Tennessee. I'm here to tell you. Uh, Ohio State's a little bit better than, than Tennessee as far as athletes. Uh, they just are. I, I know Tennessee's statistically had a very good offense. I think Ohio State's a little bit better. So, it, uh, did you bet the over? I, I, I that's certainly where I lean.
1: Yep. I uh, bet some, yeah, early over number there. Uh, the number got a, we can start. Yeah. It's it obviously rode up a little bit, got away. Um, but I, I agree with you. Liked the over there. I actually played some under, uh, in the other game too. I know we talked about Michigan, but I played some 60 and a half. Uh, I th- still think 60 okay. I know circa was shaded a little bit lower 58 and a half. Uh, I thought 57, 57 and a half was, was the right number in that game. So I played, so I missed other Westgate had a 61 for one, but I wasn't able to get it before it went down. So played some 60 and a half under, I think 60 still okay. Um, so I agree with you over, over in the Ohio state came under in the Michigan game.
0: Fair enough. Another interesting line Circus Sports just released South Alabama nine over Western Kentucky, Western Kentucky's quarterback in the transfer portal. (laughs) I'm I'm not sure he's worth that much, but uh, also (laughs) the total, the total uh, is down to 55. There were some 64 and a halfs out there uh, even just a few hours ago on the total. (laughs) Now it's down to 55. So we'll be talking that throughout bowl season, some of these unbelievable line moves Uh, especially with with the market uh, reacting to what Circus posting. I'll put it that way. Uh, Before we talk other bulls, Kyle Estrada in in the comments, general thoughts on Deion Sanders to Colorado.
1: I I, I know you are Coach Prime. Well, I mean, look,
0: it can't get any worse, man. Do I expect it to end well? Probably not, to be honest with you. I I mean, it probably won't. It probably won't live up to the expectations that people are putting on it. But with that being said – how can it get worse? I mean, Colorado is a power rating this year is as bad as I've ever power rated any power five team in the last decade, maybe a Kansas team or two is the only comparison as far as bottom level power five teams. So again, he's going to bring in some talent. I already think it's a win because we're talking Colorado football right now. I mean, if it's not for Deion Sanders, we're not talking Colorado football. I'm sure they'll, they'll get some national TV audiences. So I mean, I don't know how you can't grade that as a win. I just, I mean, in today's day and age where perception is reality, uh, I mean, and, and all the publicity that's going on right now, I mean, that that's a it's a good hire for Colorado. Uh, I, what's your thoughts?
1: I, I, I can't believe you took the – like, I, I thought this whole – when even when Feldman tweeted that, I thought the whole, like, it was basically just one big leverage play where he was going to wait for another job and, or, like, try and get some more money out of somebody else. Um but no, he's there, and it's good. So I, I, I gotta say, I'm surprised. I agree with you. Like they're they're like bottom, bottom of the barrel, bottom basement, as as low as you can go right now. So at worst case, he's gonna bring in some talent. I, I mean, I think you'll, you'll see. Obviously, his sons following there. That that Travis Hunter kid, they got the five star from Jackson State. He'll probably follow. I know a couple of other big time recruits are already talking about. So yeah. and you talk about USC and UCLA leaving the Pac-12. It opens the door a little bit for, for, you know, I mean, there's no reason that Colorado football should be, like, this level of bad. I mean, it's a team that, that, you know, in the 90s and that I'm not saying they can get back to, you know, like, Cordell Stewart or whatever. But it's a, it's a team that has no business being at, at like, the absolute basement of, of Power 5 college football. So, yeah, I think he'll, he you know, I mean... It'll be, uh, that'll be a, a fascinating uh, regular season <laughs> win total next year. I wouldn't want to be, yeah, will be. that number of what uh, they'll have to see. Because, yeah, as you said, like, yeah, I mean, the guy can sell freaking you know, snow to an Eskimo with, uh, you know, his, uh, and he's got his, he's got the barstool thing going with a little bit. He's got his own camera crew. File. The man knows how to market himself, no doubt. So they'll get some talent Uh, and uh, in, a, in a softer Pac-12 coming up. You, who knows?
0: Schedule. Uh, As Tripp mentioned, Colorado at TCU next season. Colorado also plays Nebraska. That'll be a very interesting game with a pair of of new head coaches there. Uh, So it probably won't be an easy schedule. But, I mean, you're going to see a significant talent upgrade there for for the Buffs. One other coach might as well get into it. And I I might even do this right off the bat as far as the best bet. Ethan uh, Thomason in in the chat, Brom to Louisville. That's what I'm hearing. Uh, Are you hearing that? And it also makes sense because – if you're paying attention to college football, Louisville has, you know, backdoored this you know, really good recruiting class. And I'm like, how are they signing this really good recruiting class when it looks like Satterfield at the time was going to get canned? Uh, we didn't know he was obviously going to leave for another job, but we thought he might get fired midseason. And yet they're, they're bringing in all these recruits. I think it's been done for several months now, Brom to Louisville. Uh, I think, you know, why would he leave Purdue? I mean, obviously money. I think he can go from $6 million a year to maybe $10 million a year at Louisville. Are you hearing the same thing?
1: Yeah, yeah. The birds are chirping there. And you know what? I thought when the, the when this job opened up last time, before Satterfield took it, I thought Braum was going to take it. Uh, and, and listen, like, I, I'll give, I mean, to me, like, he, he gets Purdue to the Big Ten West Championship, Purdue football, and you look at how he did it with the team. I mean, we've talked about when yeah. we were capping that game, like, the lack of just talent on that team to be able to get in there. I, I think that's the eight and four... Uh, a championship berth—that—that that is the ceiling for for Purdue football. And now you're going to—you know—the Big Ten might get rid of divisions. You got ucl Like, to me, strike while the iron's hot goes home. uh I agree. It makes a lot of sense because um, I—I just don't—I just don't know what else you can really accomplish there, at Purdue. And the, like, this is—he had a couple of down seasons. He was taught in coaching. You know, you, you gotta strike when your name yeah. is hot. You gotta go and get the money because there was uh, uh, earlier in the year when they were starting a little, at a little bit of a flow in form. You like. It's gonna get it fired. So yeah, I mean, that to me, it seems like the right time for him to go and uh, go and take that job. And I think that probably is gonna gonna correlate and parlay you uh, into a into a a game that I, I will. i just on the surface, like the the talent disparity between Purdue yeah. and LSU uh, is is significant.
0: So that's that for me. And if you agree, I will. will... We'll mark it here. I'm taking LSU minus six and a half talent disparity. Uh, if Brown leaves, it's going to blow to s- at least seven, in my opinion. Uh, LSU needs to win. They can't finish the season on a three straight game losing streak. Uh, they're in year one of a coach. I don't expect a lot of player opt outs uh, for LSU. Uh, we'll see Jane Daniels injury situation. I mean, us played well in the second half. He's thrown all over the field again. It, it mainly comes down to, I already wanted to bet it. I mean, if all things were created equal and, and Brahms. You know, everybody's playing, Brahms coaching, Kelly's coaching. I'm still going to bet LSU minus six and a half. Now with maybe Brahm off to Louisville and and, and some other things, I mean, that's why it's a best bet for me. Do you agree?
1: Yep. No, totally. I'm with you. When I saw that line, like five, I'm like, oh, my God. If this was, you know, it's one of those where, like, if this, if it wasn't a bowl game and you saw that every, you know, everybody hypothetically was playing for both teams. It's a line that I thought it should be like, in double digits, 11, you could tell me, you know, 11, 11 and a half, oh, more than that, maybe even like this Purdue team is just a, a team that um, cannot even, and the, I mean, we've seen, I, I will never forget the second the second half of like Ed Orgeron's last year at LSU when, like, half of the LSU team was either injured or sitting out, or so they're still beating other like the amount, the depth, and talent that LSU has that they have in that program. And even for Brian Kelly to come in first year and you know get get one transfer portal yeah. quarterback, a couple of play, you know, a couple of players, and like they're they're winning, they're beating Alabama and they're winning the division. Um, yeah, even if you get this is a game that even if you get some LSU opt outs, which I'm sure you will. Still like it. Still like it. Still think there's a massive talent disparity. Still if Jane Daniels doesn't play, still fine with Nussmeyer. Uh agree agree with you there. Under a touchdown. Uh don't think it'll last. Um, well, it's not.
0: Breaking I news. I mean, with the, the power of the hammer betting network, the power <laughs> yeah. of Kanish, rubber stamping it for Brad Bowers. I mean, bet online went to seven and a half. I mean, yeah. like that.
1: So I don't and I would expect as as like the circa uh you know metcalf likes to take his time with these here but yeah he i think he will the, <laughs> so yeah as he gets down to the lower end of the rotation here uh i would be surprised if that was under a touchdown at uh at circa.
0: <laughs> that's why i I'm, I'm, might sneak another one in here before he's releasing because he is uh releasing towards the sides that are sharper i'll put it that way at circa. so at least by the time the end of the show gets around, we might not have very many best bets, at least uh, for what we know now. Uh, So I'm glad we got that one in. I want to talk a couple more. uh, And, you know, I'll even open the floor. Was, Was there any bull lines out there that jumped out to you that you were betting yesterday immediately?
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, there were depending on what you had. I mean, a lot of these weren't widely available, so I was Agreed. trying to, you know, get to the, you know, some of the, the, the you know, the, you know calling the, you know, Phillips fan, you know, cousin in Canada to get down to yeah. some, some of these places. So obviously, wasn't able to get down a ton of money on, on some of these. Um, but yeah, there was a few that that popped out. In terms of what's current, I will say. Uh, All right. I I can't. I know you, if, listen, if Caleb Williams played and USC was full go, would, would the line be obviously higher than two and a half? I don't think he's going to play. I don't think any, you know, I don't think Voorhees, I don't think Addison, I I don't think any of those USC guys that are NFL guys are, are going to play in this game. And it's a USC team that, unlike LSU, they're super, they were a team that had like zero depth to spare when they had any injuries. Um, So I don't think Caleb Williams is going to play. I would be surprised if any of those guys, uh, and they're not a team, like it wasn't a team that was recruiting at a very high level before Riley. He brought in a ton of transfers and I'm sure they'll bring in a ton more for next year. But right now in this game, it's, an, it's a USC team that I think will be down a number of guys, not not having a ton of talent to back up with them with. And you talk about a difference in like who wants to be there and who doesn't, who motivation and not. Uh, and matchup wise, what does Tulane do? I know that I know the AAC isn't exactly, you know, the air raid conference, but good pass defense and they run the ball. What what does USC not do? What, what, you know, matches up with that the USC wants to throw it around and they can't stop the run. So I like the matchup for Tulane and it's one that I'm going to get when, when Riley said significant hamstring injury for Caleb Williams, to me, that's setting the table, the narrative for him not to play in the game, even if even if he could probably go at fifty, sixty, seventy percent um, you know, after a few weeks off, why? Why are you gonna play him in this in this glorified scrimmage that that without you know without all your NFL talent on offense? So I like Tulane.
0: Here's my only worry. I'm hearing whispers of Michael Pratt in the transfer portal.
1: Oh so, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha.
0: Yeah, uh not nothing concrete yet, but I've read several different people that I trust that, that, that might, that is a possibility. So that would be my only pushback there. Um, nope.
1: I hear you. And so, if that happens, yeah, I don't know the, yeah, the the well, it was coming off the pine for Tulane there. for the depth of that, <laughs> yeah. but it, They it did beat Houston really no with the third string there. quarterback.
0: I remember watching that Friday night game. So uh yeah, that's it. I mean, and also I wonder if somebody pops a three, I would like to get plus three again. I know it was there yesterday. Guys like yourself are probably betting Tulane left and right. Yesterday as those books are opening up. Uh that would be it. But don't let if you still want to rubber stamp it, I, I'm okay with it. Cause I mean no, that's Caleb Williams point. gets announced out, Tulane's probably gonna a close favorite. If, if
1: look, if Pratt doesn't
0: go to the transfer portal, decides to play in the game, and Caleb Williams is out, Tulane closes favorite. So I agree with okay. you in that regard.
1: So yeah, it's a, and that's another like as we're giving people advice on um, bowl season. Uh
0: it's you're, pretty you're, tough you're, right now
1: it's like just the information trading if you're not somebody that you know is sitting in front of the screen for a while or has a lot like it's tough probably go you know some of this early stuff you you don't want to even some of the games that i'm betting i go you know, unless i'm feeling super super confident in either yeah. info or that the line is significantly off I, i'm not i'm not getting down you know normally uh, too much uh, more than you know a, a couple dimes on some of these just because you, you, you listen, if I, you, I walk away for an hour and then, uh, you know, somebody's hits the portal, you come back and now I'm, I'm three points to the bad. So yeah. Um, yeah. It can, it is, it's, it's quite the, the information trading time time of the year.
0: <laughs> to say the least. And that goes to, uh, you know, Alex, you know, told us to mention some of the lines that could see significant movement like last year, like the Kansas state LSU game. I'm here to tell you this year, all of them could see. I wouldn't be surprised any of the games moves three, four, five, six points if it's the total. I mean, everything is on the table this year. I mean, it would not surprise me any starting quarterback, ops out, coaching staffs. I mean, we already saw one. Uh, we're mentioning Brahm. I mean, hell, Lou, uh, Louisville and Cincinnati are playing each other. And we got a Louisville coach jumping over <laughs> to the, being the Cincinnati head coach. And, and so uh, that, that was a little bit surprising today. So I, everything's on the table. You mentioned it. You know, what am I betting? I mean, I'm not afraid to bet, make bets, but I also know full well I can be betting the other side in, in any of these games. So just because I like it right now with the current information doesn't mean that that's going to be my strongest position on that particular game. So it, it is Look, we're winding down the season, but it, it probably still requires three more weeks of sitting in front of a computer 16 hours a day to make sure that <laughs> you're not taking the worst of any of this stuff because they can break and break quick. Uh, One thing, uh, Patrick Burns in the comments, will Tulane need to throw a pass to USC? I do like Tajay Spears, man, and he is going to have, if you're into fantasy, he's going to have a pretty big day, to say the least. And I think Fritz... Fritz is just a. I mean, I know Lincoln Riley gets all the publicity. I'm here to tell you, Willie Fritz is just as much of a coach as Lincoln Riley is. So
1: yeah, and you yeah, know, what? It, hey, I tell you on that one as well. Before we put a bow on it, I played some under 65. I'd still play under. So if, if let's say Pratt and Williams, that's good Pratt, news. Pratt, Worst case, I think that's one that there's no way it, it gets higher. Like, so if Pratt's going to hit the portal and Caleb Williams isn't going to play, I think you'll, I you think you'll see that total drop into the 50s.
0: So we can find sixty four right now. I'll I'll make that a best bet. I'm going with, yeah. no, like
1: with that. No, I like that because yeah, if if we're if I, I, to me, I, I like it even regardless. Uh, yeah, so. yeah, yeah.
0: That's a best bet. Good job, yeah. Kanish. Because I look, if Pratt's out, is going to drop. If yep. Caleb Williams gets announced out officially, it's going to drop. So, and, and that's the game plan. If you already like in Tulane, you know what the game plan is going to be. They're going to run the football. They're going to have success. They'll eat the clock. So. Yeah, that, you just talked me into it. In fact, after we got off the show, <laughs> maybe during the show, I'm a fire <laughs> <pioneer>, So <laughs> that's really good by you. Thank you. Uh, that's why I love doing this show. Uh, is there anything else? I mean, full disclosure for me, I bet almost every bowl game already. Uh, again, that doesn't mean that that's going to end up being the strongest position for me on that particular game. I'll, I'll mention a couple that I bet. Believe it or not. I think the market gets too cute sometimes. Uh, I lead four and a half with Alabama. Even if Bryce Young doesn't play, it's just still Dallas Turner's playing on defense. Maybe Will Anderson isn't. I know they might not be motivated, but, I mean, I just remember a couple years ago, a Michigan game, in a bowl game, Alabama didn't have anything to play for. Market got cute. Everyone in, you know, the Sharks were betting Michigan. It got down to seven. And, I mean, Michigan played an amazing first half. We're leading at halftime. And Alabama still won the game by 16. I mean, it's just, even if their backups are playing, you're still talking four and five star players against Kansas State. So, look, do I think that's the sharpest bet on the board? No, but I'm just here to tell you, I, I'm a little contrarian there. You, you're telling me that I'm an idiot and you have Kansas State plus eight of five times.
1: I, 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 I <laughs> that's actually one I, I, I didn't, I agree with. That. I got, I tried to get uh, as many as I could in yesterday. That's what I, I left, uh, yeah, left off, because I think you are You could see, you know, so many guys opt out for Alabama, but then, as you're saying, like, on the surface, would I, would I bet Kansas, you know, you're thinking about just, uh, like, hypothetically, like, so much of that is baked into that number already, right? Like, if Kansas State and Alabama played on a neutral, and, you know, they were playing on a regular season game, it would, then it was four, it would be, like, the biggest bet of the season on Alabama, right? So, um, yep. you know, do, do I want to get two involved there, and... Bowling Green as a uh, as a
0: yeah, that uh, and, uh, I see that that yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. as 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 that pops here and, and uh, we're both trying to you know run and grab uh, as much. That I I actually, actually kind of tend to agree with that. Um,
0: that yeah, Bowling Green should be favored. I was just trying to get a nice a nice, posi- a nice uh, position there, but uh, it's already gone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's moving. Uh, yeah. They are opening sharp numbers, so I mean. We'll probably I, that's wrap this one. up in the next five to ten minutes because I do not want to miss some of these uh, <laughs> trip in the <laughs> trip in the chat. Tennessee plus six at Caesars. I made that bet yesterday. Uh, I know there's going to be some disagreement there. How much is Hennon Hooker worth? The offensive coordinator's gone for Tennessee. Kate is going to give Clemson new life. I still think that's priced into that line and then some. I mean, just a few weeks ago, Tennessee's laying a touchdown in this game. So plus six you disagree with that
1: no so this is interesting I got some word uh from from uh, some groups that move stuff that they were gonna you know go hard on uh, on Clemson today it gets faked down at open um and then they you know they come back full double fisted on, on Clemson I agree like it was one of those that I I, I didn't I, you know again when I got the info I took a small position on Clemson but right. now that it's getting six and seven, it's like I, I can't get there. Even if some of the, you know, Tennessee wide receivers opt out, um, I can't get to this. This Clemson team, it's not like the Clemson team's not going to have opt-outs. Um, and I just, I don't know. I, I think, like, one game, uh, a Cade Klubnick against one of the worst Power 5 defenses in the country, like, we saw Cade Klubnick in multiple games this year. And he that wasn't very, like, people are like, oh, Davo, why didn't he play him? He tried to play him in four or five different games. And he wasn't yeah, he very good So it's a, I don't know. I'm not going to say that this Clemson offense and Clemson is magically fixed because, because one performance against, you know, a North Carolina team that, that played over their head for eight weeks. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I don't, I got, uh, I, I just lean under. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I lean under there. And the number, I, I'm probably going to let it marinate a little bit, but if if it, I would definitely be on Tennessee at, at a touchdown.
0: Fair enough. Uh, Talk, let's talk Army Navy. I forgot. Uh, That is
1: the truth, baby.
0: Yeah, I'm anxious to see what you think on this. Obviously, I was tweeting this out this morning uh, about the understreak and whatnot, 16 in a row and having some fun tweets there. But reality is at the start of this streak, the total was being traded in the 50s. Some instances the high 50s. Now it's being traded at the lowest point in this streak. It's now 17 years at 33. And at the current number of thirty-three, the over would be nine and seven. The last sixteen years, so I I'm going to take another contrarian approach. I lean over. I lean over thirty-three. I think it's a point of no return. You're going to tell me I'm an idiot for playing against the streak, but I mean, over thirty-three would be my lean on this game.
1: No, honestly, this is one of those where like people quote the trends in this the total trends in this game and it just makes you want to jump off a fucking roof because like yes when they when these trends started the total as you said like the totals would open in the and then again i loved betting those totals when they would open them in the 50s and the high 40s and that yeah uh, for the most part now i just I, I don't i don't really get involved in these in the, the like i know oh, some I you don't like,
0: like service academy football
1: you're anti-American. Yeah, not, yeah I was going <laughs> to give me, give me. Listen, I only like service academy football when Jim Harbaugh's running it. Uh, so, like, I, again, I, I try, like, uh, these totals, I agree with you that they, they, they're they now set either properly or even a little low. And I know some of them are still going under. And then everybody that's bet under, you know, comes back to celebrate. Then, ah, we told you, you know, eh, 30 and 2 in the last 32. Yeah, easiest bet of the year. I just don't get it. And now that they're in the, you know, the mid to low 30s, I just don't get involved. Um, I think the ba- honestly in this game for in the lo- this traded in the look at markets like most of the year Navy was like a significant dog for for most yeah. of the year. So I've got a, a pretty sizable position on Navy at a bunch of different numbers. I think they're the better team still. I know it's down to pick. I think I think they're going to close a slight fave, to be honest with you. So um, yeah, I, I, that's that's all I got on that one. I am not going to touch the total, but. I agree with you that like I'll I'll be rooting for over just so the people that that they come under free money can shut that up.
0: I agree with that. FCS. Do you bet FCS? Yes, sir. I'll tell you a position I took. Sanford's quarterback, I think, got hurt last week's game. So I did lay early number 14 on North Dakota State. So keep an eye on that. Uh, That was it. I mean, they're – I bet a ton of FCS, and I thought the numbers were at least sharp, sharper than what they typically are. I will see that there's overreaction in that market. Once one person fires a bet, the market likes to overreact. So I don't want to give away too much as far as me because I, I I tend to like to dummy some stuff up uh, in that market because I I have flagged accounts <laughs> in certain books that react to a small bet and they'll move it a point and a half and then I'll come over the top. So. I, I am okay sharing the North Dakota State. I think that's the right side. What about yourself?
1: Yeah, you know what I mean. We uh, we talked about uh, I, again. I still I think South Dakota. We talked about South Dakota State futures when they were at like two twenty five and two to one. It's a little lower than that. I still. They have. Just the best pathway to get to the final uh, and they're going to be favored in, in every game and they you know, two. I mean, they're not going to lose the Holy Cross this weekend. Uh, no, like their hammer job. Holy Cross. Yeah, in the semis. And so to me, I still think there's value there where they're going to get to the, the final and then no matter who it is, they're going to be at worst a short favorite against anybody. So um I still like South Dakota. I mean, I've loaded up myself there uh, on two to one or better on them to win it. So I, I think worst case, they're getting to the final and then you can trade it a bit. So, um, yeah, I still like them there if you can find two to one.
0: Patrick Burns in the, in the comments asked, Sam Hartman to enter the portal. Something was off with Wake late in the year. You know, I agree with that. And I've also heard whispers about that, about him being in the portal. So uh, how does that affect betting now? Uh, probably, you know, makes me want to bet Missouri. And I can tell you, I've already taken Missouri plus three and a half. Uh threes are available. I'm looking across the board pretty much right now. Uh even at three, I, I would lean more Missouri there. I mean, when in doubt, I'm gonna Missouri is the more talented team. Uh, so I mean, I get plus three. I love Dave Claussen I like Sam Hartman, but you know, I I, I think Missouri's excited to be there. If, if you don't believe me, watch the end of the Arkansas game and how they celebrated getting to bowl eligibility. So uh Anything there? Did you bet?
1: Uh actually, I'm I'm with you on a small play on the, the Missouri three and a half. There's actually uh, still a smatter again threes everywhere. a Couple of three and a half still around. Uh, I, I'm with you. I I think that again you're getting Missouri as they, they played up to a lot of a lot of good teams this year. So and they did run that like what what's Wake Forest not gonna you know is that defense gonna be able to to stop the Missouri run game in that to me and also like this is one Missouri doesn't isn't really at risk for like this of this opt out that's going to move the line four or five six points you might get a couple of guys big force is so if you see Hartman opt out this is going to flip to Missouri faith here so take a Missouri position now and then hey if we get some you know lucky portal news you'll be sitting on a really good number
0: yeah and that would be a probably a good suggestion I mean if you're hearing any sort of whispers look I mean not all of them are gonna you know come to fruition but might as well take a position now because I'm here to tell you it's not going to three and a half. Now Missouri, I think they had a wide receiver, love it, hit the portal already. Uh, that burden can might. So they might be down a little bit there. But, I mean, every team, like, again, I go back to it. I can see any line in any game move three, four, five, six points. So uh, I think best case is to actually anticipate the worst for, for, all, for all these teams. So uh, who does have more uh, depth? And who am I going to lean towards in that regard? Well, I mean, go look at recruiting rankings. I mean, I hate to tell you, they're not everything, and they're not the end all, the be all. But the teams that have more depth are probably going to be a little bit better positioned uh, to have success in, in bowl games. Washington in the chat, Steven Robinson, Washington, Texas over sixty-five. Yeah, I could see that. I, I full disclosure, I haven't bet. That's one game, one one of the very few bowls I haven't bet yet. Have you bet that one?
1: Nope. Didn't take a position there. Uh, saw uh, the, again, with Penix coming back, um, kind of with, would lean that way. Uh, bet East Carolina. If you haven't bet East Carolina, you should probably, we, we just talked about that. I'm actually fired. Circuit just opened 11. So going to. Fire. Yeah, we're
0: going uh... <laughs> to. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. We're going to, you know what? I think that's going to wrap it up here. because uh, We are losing opportunities here to, to, because you know, the market's going to react. So. With that, unless you got anything else that you want to touch, keep in mind, guys, hit the subscribe button, follow us on Twitter. We are going to be doing a bunch of bowl games. So next Monday, we're going to talk What are we going to talk about? We're going to talk more bowl games. We'll talk big line moves. We'll give out more best bets and whatnot. Uh, So do you have anything else?
1: No, I think that uh, I agree with you. We're good to uh, good to wrap it there. We'll, we'll come back when we get some more, you know, obviously next week have, should have some more concrete information uh, and, and be able to, to kind of, you know, give us a little bit more what, what's current here on those bowl games.
0: Yeah, so again, before we talk Circus Sports here, best bets for us to Lane USC under the total, under 64. And before it moved, because you guys are watching and you have faith in us and confidence, LSU minus 6.5 is also a best bet. I'd still lean seven. I think it closes at least seven and a half. That, that's just a FYI there. So that is gonna do it for Joey Kanish. I'm Brad Powers. Keep in mind, you've been watching Hit the Books on the Hammer Betting Network powered by Circus Sports. You can bet like pros with the world's largest sports book right at your fingertips. It's Circus Sports. Experience the big app bets, highest betting limits, better money line splits, lowest hold percentage, best customer service, and a whole hell of a lot more. Get your new bookie today at (laughs) CircaSports.com.